Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us. Emotional management tonight. We're going to have a great show. I'm so excited for the guest tonight. Sam Rivera is going to join me. I'm telling you, my job, my life, my profession leads me to places where I'm able to meet people who are phenomenal and I get to connect with people. And when I met Sam, I'll, I'll tell you, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it when we get him on, uh, get him on the air here. But when, when I first met Sam, I could tell that his mission was the same as my mission. And when you meet people who ha- share in your mission, when you meet people who you know have the right, the same kind of, the same kind of thoughts that you have in terms of what you want to accomplish in life, it's a true blessing. So I was in New York um, a few weeks ago, and I had an opportunity to visit a place called the Fortune Society. And when oh, I, right away, I knew. Like first of all, I got to meet I got to meet this person I'm about to introduce you to through the Secretary of Corrections for the State of Pennsylvania, John Wetzel. He is somebody who I admire through the roof. He is a tremendous leader. And he had visited this place in New York where he said he was excited. Like when he talked to me about it, he said, Listen, I'm excited to tell you about this place, this Fortune Society, and what people are doing to help people with reentry in New York. So we went and visited that place the next day, and that's when I got a chance to meet Sam Rivera. And Sam, first of all, welcome to the show. We're gonna get him right. We're gonna get him right on here um, shortly. But so Sam, when I met him and I, he started to tell me about what they do with people getting out of prison, it's so unique. It's so different than what so many places do. the The argument and what I talk about with guys who were coming out of prison is this. A lot of people feel strongly about uh, this or that um, with how people should be treated. There's a mentality that we can send people to prison to, it's a punishment and they should be punished the whole time they're there. And then somehow they're supposed to magically get out and be, do things differently. But I think the more realistic perspective is this. When people get incarcerated, they did something wrong. And if they're going to come back out into the world, we're going to want to, we're going to want to be able to have them learn something different, do something different than what they learned going into the situation. So to be able to have the kind of passion to say, listen, we need to teach people something differently. Well, that's what the, the mission for Fortune Society is all about, and that's what this mission for this man, Sam Rivera, who I'm so excited to introduce you to now, is all about. So, Sam, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure. Um, I just noticed that your show says something about <laughs> check up from the neck up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that because I've been saying that for years, and I'm like, oh, wow, I love it. <laughs> you need a checkup from the neck up. Yeah. That's what we do. It's our <laughs> weekly checkup from the neck up. And uh, yeah. 
So you're in New York City, and I started to tell people the story. You know, I was laughing. We, I was talking to Sam on the way in, on my way into the studio tonight. And, you know, one of the things I love about Sam, and you all are going to get to hear from him about, is the way he lives his message. And in life, I don't do much, but I definitely practice what I preach. And so I'm stuck in this traffic, and I'm telling Sam, hey, listen, I'm on my way to the studio it's there's been there's been obviously something keeping the traffic going on and I, as you, as i told you sam my first thought is there could be somebody who's hurt in an accident and my my, my thought sure. is more like i hope they're okay versus you know i need to be there on time um mm-hmm. and, and and when you really look at how you're living your life if you're living your message it certainly makes things easier for you definitely um you know it's uh it's it's you know, when you when you hear the terms practice what you preach or, you know, all these things that are, all these cliches that, that people use but often don't live by, um, you know, I don't like to use that term only because I don't think I preach. Right, <laughs> but, right, uh, right. But, <laughs> but the lessons, you know, in living in the moment is, is actually a beautiful thing, you know, as a... As a a, a, you know, a person who's been through a, a lot in my life and, and continue to work on, on, on who I am and becoming a better person and uh, giving back to, 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 to the universe and the people I, I come in touch with. When I, you know, when I thought about what you said, being in traffic, and instead of being caught up in, oh, my God, I'm in traffic, I'm late to my show, to, to shift that into a mindset that says, you know, I'm worried. I hope everybody's okay. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And, and what I, you and I have been talking about this, but one of the things I try to tell people is when you're able to shift your thinking in that way, which is not about you anymore. So you're late mm-hmm. to a show. You call someone up you say, I'm going to be late. I don't control the situation. And instead of focusing on yourself, you're worried or concerned or have empathy for the person or people who might, might have been hurt in an accident. Like, that's a shift. That affects you emotionally, and, and, it, and it gives you good energy. And Buddhists call it karma, but it really does something different for your, for, for you know, for who you are. Um, if you, when you start to look look at life through a different lens, and you know, it's something I work on constantly. <laughs> well, and <laughs> but, and, and, uh, and you yeah. working on it is demonstrates. I mean, you feel it in every pore of your energy. So I want to make sure I give our audience an idea. Of, of who you are because we're here I'm really excited I have um, I'm convinced Sam to be with me all night here and uh, so we're, he's going to show the whole night tonight so I want people to know who you are what you do but the um, some, something that I always think is interesting about radio is people can't see us so you know right. some people you know I'm six feet 250 pound bald guy with a beard and tat- <laughs> I look like I come out of any you go to a biker bar you see a hundred of me um, <laughs> and Sam is an, a, 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 my size, big, strong guy, tattoos, and uh, just when you see, you know, you're physically imposing, but one of the greatest things about you is you just lead with so much compassion and peace. So let, let's talk about the uh, the um, the Fortune Society and just yeah, give a little introduction oh of that. I, I'll be happy to. The Fortune Society, my, you know, part of uh, an important part of my life just through a personal experience. Um, but what I'll say about Fortune is, you know, I, I did a, recorded a conversation I had uh, recently, and it was like I, I came, I walked away. Uh, as an indigenous person, we say people are good medicine. People are medicine, right? Mm. Or, or situations are medicine. It could be good medicine or bad medicine or, 
indifferent. You know, there's medicine. And, and what I see at Fortune is like, we are truly medicine for people, for people who have been through some traumatic experiences. And when I talk to people about this, they go, you know, they, they usually think or say, what do you mean? These are criminals or people who've been in prison or people, you know, they define them by these, by, by, uh, these moments in their lives. And for us, we don't. We welcome people as the humans we want them to see in themselves, right? Uh, Stanley Richards and Joanne Page talk about uh, they're seeing the beauty in you, you know, before you do. You know what? Like a, a person coming out of prison or, or we're trying to, you know, work, we also work with folks in prison prevention, but we're working with people who, who, are, who have really been through some traumatic experiences in their lives or they're experiencing some mental health issues or, or both, is like to, to truly treat people as humans where most of their experiences they haven't, they haven't really been treated that way. So we provide, we see about 7,000 people a year, and we provide an array of services for people who have, a, who have a, had a touch point with the criminal justice system. Mm. And so we provide services anywhere from employment to education to uh, uh, mental health services to treatment services, um, alternatives to incarceration. So this is a program, a, a number of programs that go to court and say to the justice system, instead of putting this person in prison for this long, let's look at what, what led them to the crime. Let's, let's allow us to work with them in the shortest span of time, programming and working with them, you know, really reaching uh, places and who they are Instead of sending them to prison, let us stay. Let them stay with us for a shorter period of time, where we give you updates monthly, and you get to see a person who may never have to touch the prison system but have an opportunity to change their lives. So that's our alternative to incarceration program. Phenomenal! It says, and listen, we're gonna go. I can't even tell you how excited I am just hearing this piece. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna like we're just about to scratch the surface. He's Sam Rivera. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Oh boy, this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. The number is 866-391-1020 if you want to be a part of the show. And, of course, you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. My guest tonight, listen, this is a connection. When you meet somebody and you just know you connect and vibe with that person and you just get energized from being around them, my guest is Sam Rivera. I met him a few weeks ago in New York City, in in Harlem, and at uh, the Fortune Society. I knew the moment we started talking, like there was just a connection, the work you're doing. So let's jump into it, Sam. You started to tell them about all these aspects to what you're doing. Let's keep rolling with it. Yeah, so so um, I was just talking about the services we provide uh, at Fortune, but that could take an hour. <laughs> so please visit visit our website. You know, But anyway, so I would say we provide um, uh, a, 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 a multitude of services out of Rikers Island uh, for people in detention. And then um, I, I mentioned some of the other stuff. We are an advocacy organization as well, which is, for me, creates a balance that is so amazing for us where we provide, we're a service provider and an advocacy organization, so we get to really impact policy as well. What I do is I work in Harlem, and I'm, I'm, you know, I say it with <laughs> 
with a big smile because I, I truly love the, the work that I'm blessed to do. And uh, so we provide um, part of what, what you visited was our transitional housing program for men and women exiting uh, the prison system. And, and for people who, uh, who are coming in, again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with a, a, a number of experiences, a number of traumatic experiences, many of which they're not even in tune with, right? Where they don't even, they're not even aware that, that part of the things they've done in their lives came from some place. They didn't just wake up and decide I'm going to commit crime or they didn't just wake up and decide they're going to be this different person. But there are aspects or situations that happen uh, that one of the things we want to do is bring that to light for them and allow the healing to, for many of them to begin. So I, I say to people all the time, one thing led to another in the story of your life. In other words, you didn't just act in a vacuum, like something led to something. And when it when it's uh, when it's us, we have a tendency to realize that. We see all the details that go into it. But as soon as it's someone else, we kind of make, no, it's just linear. You did this and that's it's your fault and there was nothing else. Right. But but you like I loved when you said we see the beauty in you before you do because you're seeing all of these other things that contributed to the moment and, and it never excuses people hurting others, but it certainly explains it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's never, you know, uh, one of the things, you know, people, uh, things happen and there are, you know, you take action and there, there are oftentimes consequences and that's not something we, we, uh, we disagree with. Sometimes we may disagree with the consequence or the intensity of it, but we understand and we, and we, we have um, very open and honest conversations with our participants to let them know, like, hey, you, you got here, this is what happened, and now, you know, but let's not make that define you, right? Like your crime is what you did is not who you are. It just cannot define you. Right. And unfortunately, many of our people are taught, like you're a drug user, that's who you are. No, that's an element of who you are. How did you get there? Right, Doc? Like, how do people get there? How do you grow up? And, you know, people say, oh, it's peer pressure, or you were curious, or you didn't like yourself. Yeah, but where did that come from? There's a root that came from somewhere. You just didn't wake up and decide to, to, to be these things. So, you know, one of the best experiences I've had is, is to stand in front of a room and to start having a conversation with a group of people who have drug addiction and explain that that they might be that they're likely self-medicating traumatic experience a mental, a mental health condition and they look at you and all of a sudden this light goes off saying oh so i'm not a bad person i'm responding to something what am i responding to right a conversation 40 50 year olds never had in their life never had the opportunity to have and many people in, the, in, in society can't have it because they don't know it themselves they just think those who didn't use drugs or don't use drugs or didn't commit crime, many of them believe they're better. And that's where the disconnect really comes in. So you can't see my face over the radio, but I just smiled so big <laughs> when you said that because I really agree with that. I think people don't see it and they think, 
Well, they don't even know it about themselves. I was teaching about the mm-hmm. concept of enmeshment in a group I was doing one day about how our feelings can be tied to other people's feelings. When And if they're tied too tightly, it's what we call enmeshment. And one of the inmates said to me, he spent 35 years in prison. He said, you know, I never had a feeling of my own until I came to prison. And I wasn't around my mom who I felt if she was mad, I was mad. If she was sad, I was sad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. that awareness is something that most people don't recognize how enmeshed they actually are. So that's oh, an awareness that. that applies to yeah. it applies to everyone. Sam, I think that's why I was so excited. And and I got to I started to introduce how we met um before you got on, but uh you know, Secretary John Wetzel, to me, I think he's oh. one of the greatest <laughs> leaders, period. Uh he's a phenomenal leader because he leads by example. He leaves by saying things like this, and this is why we get excited about this here in Pennsylvania. But a prison system, like he, he always said, like uh, in medicine, if they do something, it doesn't work. They quit doing it. But some reason in prisons, they do something that doesn't work. They say, well, well, we've always done it this way, so we'll just keep doing it. But keep the, doing it. Right. But, but, and what you're doing is you've questioned all that. Like what, what is really, what can we really do? And now you're doing it the, the way it should be done in the most conscious way possible. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. And I want to say something quick about, about John. You know, when you could walk into our offices and so Joanne Page is our, uh, you know, president and CEO and Stanley Richards is our uh, executive vice president. And David Rothenberg is our founder. When you walk into a room with us and we're New Yorkers, right? New Yorkers are a little tough. And um, <laughs> you walk in this room and have our jaws drop, you know, John Wetzel blew us away and it was authentic, right? Because that's one of the other things you learn. You have these people who speak and people who speak well and, 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 and you know, preachers sometimes as well. Right, right. Who, who get up and they're dynamic and you're like, wow, I'm really into them. And for some folks that works. And I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But then you meet people like yourself and John who are authentic. And, I'm, I'm, you know, you're, I'm looking at him while he's talking. And normally at that point when someone is selling you something, I could see right through them, right? Right, right. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm still mesmerized by this guy and how authentic and how truthful he was about what he wants to do, what he what he's done, but he what else he wants to accomplish. And so that's that's and it relates to us. And now I know forget early in the conversation he said, Oh my god, when when he and I started talking and we started kicking some stuff around He's like, you got to meet Doc. You got to meet Doc. You know, oh, this is crazy. And so, so you know, that's a blessing in itself. You know, going back. Listen, listen, we, we're up against a quick break. We're going to we get blessed by these sponsors, but we're going to come right back. I'm telling the audience, as excited as I am, I hope you all are as excited. More with Sam and me on KDKA Radio coming up. This is Emotional Management I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I am joined tonight by Sam Rivera. I'm so excited. I'm kind of just bouncing through my skin here because Sam is a phenomenal human being. He is, you're, you know, Sam, you're telling us about Fortune Society, what you're doing. Like you said, you can't even go through all the services that you guys do for people who are coming either back into coming back after being incarcerated or trying to avoid that altogether, the programs. And there could be listeners out there who could say, well, listen, I tune into Dr. Conti for emotional management. Uh, you know, I don't commit any crime. So what does this show have to do with me? But, you know, I have a tagline that says there are two kinds of people in the world. 
There are people who have issues and dead people. So if you're currently alive and listening, <laughs> the stuff you do, Sam, relates to them every single day of their lives. <laughs> you know, when John John said that at the um, <clears throat> at our Thursday night meeting, and I was like, whoa, who said that? And <laughs> I kept giving him credit for it. And he goes, no, no, it's not mine. That's Doc. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting how people, uh, you know, so, so in this work, and I don't mean the, the actual job, I mean the work of healing and, 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 and building, you know, it's, a, it's at the end of the day or beginning of the day, it's about building the relationship with self. You know, um, uh, you know, you, 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 I remember someone asked me if I loved myself and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, so tell me, like what? And I said, oh, I love how I, I'm a good father, I'm a, I'm a great uncle, I'm a, I'm a good friend, I'm loyal. But it was, all of that love was, wasn't about me, it was about other people. It was like going <laughs> in another direction, right? It wasn't about me. Like, what do you love about yourself? Oh, I love how cool I am with Doc. Well, I love the way I treat my friends. <laughs> that's, <not. laughs> right? that's great awareness. That's unbelievable awareness. <laughs> it, you know, it's like loving out. Loving and and I'm actually sitting here pointing in the other direction. It's loving away from myself. Listen, so Sam, like, do doing doing a lot of visuals on the radio is ideal. I try to do I try to do a, <laughs> at least a couple of visuals every show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm sitting here alone, going like, yeah, pushing it. You know, so so then it was like, well, do you love yourself? Like, what do you love about yourself? And you build, and then for me, I don't want to say you. For me, I began to build a relationship with myself and forgive myself. Right. Because mm. even some of your listeners who say I wasn't in prison, I didn't do this. I don't, you know what? I believe you. I bet you can relate to some of the stuff we're going to talk about now about just us as human beings. Right. Like, like when you ask, so, so part of it was, I was working with a guy, uh, Howard Joseph at, at another place, like another organization. And I walked in his office and he said, how's Sam doing? And I said, Oh, I'm fine. He goes, no, no, no. How's Sam doing? And I was like, what? And I started to use that in a practice where if I asked you, Doc, how's John doing? Oh, man, I saw John last week. He's doing this. You tell me the whole story about everything he's doing. How are you doing, Doc? I'm okay. <laughs> so, right? so now I want you to step away from yourself, right, this mindfulness, which changed my life, saved my life, practicing mindfulness. Step away from yourself and talk about how John's doing. Mm. It's a little, it's a, it's a challenge, right? So now how's John doing? How's Sam doing? And I'm like, okay, hmm, Sam is doing this. He's doing well. You know what? Sam didn't eat too, uh, too good today. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> it's this witness consciousness, right? It's this opportunity to have a relationship with self because I, I can't lie to me. I can't lie to me. I'm my witness. I live with me. Right? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I have to be honest with me because I'm talking to me, right? So it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm doing really well. I did this. You know, I, or, you, or I see people who are struggling with the diet. And I go, how's the diet going? Oh, man, all I ate was a melon all day. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, inside they're going, well, you know, I had that cheese Danish. And I had this. <laughs> right. You know, so sometimes I have conversations with people who cannot understand my work, my, my actual job at, at, at the Fortune Society, and I shifted about diets, and I shifted about things they could relate to a little more, right? Children, raising a family, relationships, right? And one of the things we talk about at Fortune 2 is that in life, this is a relationship, right? It's, it's multiple shifts, right? Relate friendship, 
partnership, you know, all these all these relationships you have that we have to manage on a daily basis. And the better we are and the healthier we are, the the the, the, the better those relationships are going to be. And one of the things you and I were talking about earlier was participating, right? <laughs> Please talk about that because you, you you the way you phrase this is a lesson that relates to everyone. So there was a time where where I realized that I didn't have to participate in situations and conversations and someone else's drama, or I just didn't have to participate. And I would, I started to realize, and I would tell people, well, you're a participant, and you didn't have to. Someone invites you in, right? They invite you into an argument, and we have a choice to either participate or not. <laughs> and I remember, and I do it today, but I, 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 I reflect and I look back at times when I would say to someone, Thank you for the invitation, but I don't want to participate. <laughs> and, and they don't know what to do with that, right? They're like, well, 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 what do you mean? I'm like, almost like I have no option, right? We're having a, a disagreement. You want to raise your voice to a place where it might get aggressive, either verbally or physically. And I say, I don't want to participate. I, I'm not in. <laughs> you know? You think about poker, right? I'm not in. I'm folding my cards, man. I'm not in. That's, I'm out. Right. It's, 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 <laughs> listen, this is how much we identify in similar ways and, and, and having not, like, there's such a connection, but we haven't even got to hear a lot about our history. But I do this exercise with people where I say, if someone handed you a plate of garbage and they said, here you go, here's a plate of garbage, you're going to take it. And people will be like, no, I'm not taking garbage. Why am I taking garbage? Don't, don't hand that to me. But yet, how many times when people hand you negativity, do you just take it? You know it's not good for you. You know you don't want it. And you take it. Yeah. So I love your no, you don't participate because we're saying, no, I'm not taking it. And you have value to it. It's like that person disrespected me. They called me something. Does that person matter to you that much? Or does it, you know, so, so maybe you feel like you're that thing, right? The, the thing I was saying about the Miguel <laughs> right, right, right. You know, with, with with the kids, you know. So there's this, there's this. Uh, people, people are in pain, right? Many, many, many people are in pain, in different pain, different ways for different reasons. And as they're processing that pain, they, they, you, 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 you uh, cross their path, right, throughout that time or different times, and 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 oftentimes. You know, they say misery loves company, right? You hear that cliche. Right. And oftentimes they want to drag you in, and it may not even really be about you. It's not that they don't like you or it's personal. It's because they're struggling, and they need, they need some companionship in that struggle. And the, well, the I say this. Let me, let me say this on that. I say, I call it, I say emotional energy is heavy. So if, if I'm holding a giant log and I go, Sam, I can't hold this. This is getting too heavy. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Before, if you don't convince me that I, I, don't, I don't need to be carrying this log in the first place, then maybe you yeah. jump on and start carrying it with me. Now we're both carrying this heavy log for no now reason. Yes. And you're, you're doing <laughs> it to be that. kind, but at the same time, now you're burdened with something that neither one of us needs to be burdened with. <laughs> because I could choose to say I'm a participant. And you're right? a participant, no, right? <laughs> Where I could say, you know what, Doc, put that down, man. Right. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, you're 100% uh, um, right. You know, it's, it's really that. So, so when, when we're doing the work we do at Fortune and we're talking to people and bringing that kind of conversation into their life, and it's just like, oh my God. And they reflect and say, you know, I did this 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or I responded this way. And I did, you know, 
it becomes about talking about themselves and their experiences and what they could do differently moving forward, right? You want to look back just to know, just to look at the lesson, but now how do we move forward? Like, how do we take that and make it a part of who we are today and practice it on a daily basis? Some of us live, you know, we drive in traffic, we take subways, so we have to practice it all the time, and I'm hoping that people are doing that. Well, you, when you talk about witnessing consciousness, which is a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful phrase, um, mm-hmm. I found that people in groups are likely to talk about their f- former selves or what they did in the past. They can objectify, right. in, 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 in and I say that in a positive way, they can step outside themselves when they're talking about the past, but they have a difficult time mm-hmm. doing it in the present. So one of the techniques I have people do is say something like, to the effect of, let's say someone says something you want to lash out. Instead of saying lashing out, say, you know, my ego really wants to lash out right now, but my deeper <laughs> self realizes that's not. And right. at first, you need, if that's what you need to do at first, until it just becomes mm-hmm. second nature, where your ego doesn't need to lash out. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, the uh, lesson is beyond, beyond. Listen, we, we are, this I, is... Fl- I know you're going into a commercial. But give it Remind to me. me what you just talked about, I over E. It's a, it's a training that I created a long time ago. I okay. would love to talk about that. Let's talk about this tease, because coming up, Sam Rivera is going to talk about I over E. You're going to want to stay tuned. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. He's Sam Rivera. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. My guest is Sam Rivera, and the number is 866-391-1020 if you want to be a part of the show. Um, we are talking about, look, look the message we, we started on and we want to come back to right now, well, I want to get to your I over E, Sam, because you used a great term about witnessing consciousness. We get so caught up in our emotions that sometimes we become a puppet to our emotions. And so I do a lot of uh, try to help people understand you don't have to react just because something is offered. Um, you talked about participate. Do I need to participate in this conversation. And I think that directly applies to everyone nowadays with social media, feeling like they have to respond, but let's get to Sam. Let's come back to your, tell us about your I over E. <laughs> so, um, just again, through experiences and really working on myself, you know, a lot of this comes from my own work and, and surrendering, like really surrendering and saying, listen, I'm a little jacked up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Uh, on the outside, I might look like I'm doing well, things are going well in my life, but not really. Like deep inside, there was a lot of pain, and I, and, I, and I wanted to work through this. And through some of my work, I started to realize, like, people would tell me, uh, you, know, um, you know, you can't do that, or you can't respond that way. And so I came to this place where I said, you know, it's intellect over emotion. It's like a, it's like a mathematical equation, like I over E. So you just said something before before the break um, about about emotional you know, that emotional response, and so one of the things I tell people is is especially in the professional in the professional realm, right? So some of your listeners again who might work in corporate America, you know, they go to work tomorrow and their boss comes in and says something that 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 affects them, that that that, that hurts their feelings or makes them upset or what have you. So intellect over emotion, emotionally, and I'm doing that and making a fist, <laughs> emotionally, right, emotionally you go, this, blah, 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 this mother, this, this, you know, you get all this, this anger inside. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to go, I like to pour my coffee on their lap. You're allowed to <laughs> feel that. 
right? But then intellectually you go, all right, I felt that, okay, cool, groovy. Now let me respond intellectually. How do I take that and respond intellectually because I need my job, you know? Right, right. I, I need this relationship. Whatever it is, you know, you get to have that emotional feeling but then respond intellectually. It's With friends and... and <laughs> no, go, go, because that's, that's, it's, you're so on the money. It's so, it's just truth. <laughs> so, so with friends and, and partners and husbands and wives, you should be able to do that and then come back and go, you know, emotionally, that really pissed me off. That was really <laughs> upsetting, but I responded intellectually because I didn't want us to go to that place. I'm deciding that I'm not, again, participating, or I'm not joining you on that ride. I'm not going that way. I, I want to live in this place of love, and I, you know, I want to live in this groovy place where I just choose not to do that. So it still allows people to have the emotional feeling around it because most people don't even know what feelings are. Right? I mean, and I don't mean that in a, in a, in a bad way. But when you ask people how are you feeling, they tell you, they, they respond in words that are not feeling words, right? Right, <laughs> right. Say, how are you feeling? Okay. What, what's okay? <laughs> I don't know. What kind of feeling is okay? Right? <laughs> so, because we're not taught, most of us are not taught to be in touch. That was my New York accent, right? Most of us are not taught to be in touch with our feelings, man. Like, especially men, most men. We're not taught. Like you said, I'm a big guy. I might be intimidating looking at one of the things I said on the break to you, I'm, I'm, I'm the brown version of, of Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so when I started to tell people, Doc, that what they did hurt my feelings, people didn't know what to do. They were used to me responding in anger or, or using that intimidation or even being able to, uh, they know that I can get physical. When I eliminated that option, Right. And, and, and honestly, it's not totally gone. I'm always working on it. Sure. But sure. when I when I reduce that option, let's call it a major reduction in that option where I learn, like, no, I'm not allowed to put my hands on people. I can. What, what the issue was for me is to tell like my little sister and I, we love each other dearly. And we, but we have the same intense personalities. <laughs> when I the first time I said to her, Gina, that hurt my feelings. She didn't know what. <laughs> she was like, whoa, 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 you're messing up here. What? I do something, you get mad, you curse me out or you lose it, and then I blame you for losing it, and blah, blah, blah. So I just said that hurt my feelings. The first two times, the conversation ended because she didn't know what to do. And then I didn't know what to do. And then it became what I wanted to do every day in my life. And in raising identical twin sons, I needed them for their own mental health and physical health and well-being to be in touch with feelings. So when they did something as a kid that hurt my feelings, instead of being the big, tough father and say, hey, I'm your father, you don't do that, I said, that hurt daddy's feelings. And you had to see this response. And now I have 17-year-old identical twin sons who were with their grandmother. <laughs> we went to Florida on vacation, stayed with their grandmother because they're emotionally connected so who they are at 17. That's and amazing. And they're fine with hanging out with grandma and having a good time. Like that's, that's amazing. The, that's the potential impact you can have on folks with, with, you know, especially boys with ego. You can have that impact on them if you're willing to surrender your own stuff. And I've been blessed to, you know, have had that opportunity. 
So I tell people, young men all the time, when I ask, what, what is it to mean to be tough? Is it to do the easy thing or the more difficult thing? And they always say, well, it's the more difficult thing. All right, okay, great. How, what stops you from saying that you're hurt? Well, I don't want people to think I'm weak, so it would be more yes. difficult for you to say this, yes? So what's truly tough? It's to be able to be vulnerable enough to say, I'm mm. hurting. You know, this show's called Emotional Management. I do this show because I want to be able to help people figure out the stuff that they really weren't taught in school, which is how do we handle these mm -hmm. emotions? And I think what mm -hmm. you just taught right now gives um, a lesson to every single listener out there to step back, ask yourself, do I need to respond emotionally? I really like the way mm -hmm. you separated it out, too, with intellect and emotion, because when you come back and talk about it, you get to see those two distinct parts of yourself, and then you're living the message that you're talking about, which is witnessing that consciousness. I don't think there can possibly be, um, I couldn't possibly be more fired up to, to, to talk <laughs> about this and to talk with you. Um, this relates to everyone out there. That's why I say there are these two kinds of people. We're going to keep talking. I mean, that's why I'm so grateful to have you on for the second hour of the show, because we have so much to get to. Um <laughs> I'm telling you, we still were happy to take calls to 866-391-1020. Um, Sam, I can't thank you enough for the first hour, and I'm super stoked for our second hour together. I can't, I can't believe it's been an hour. I know. I'm telling you, time flies with you. <laughs> I'm Dr. Christian Conti. He's Sam Rivera. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. I feel like it's an honor every single week to do this show and to have you out there listening and supporting uh, writing in and calling in, it's a it's an honor. I the first hour of this show has just flown by. I'm really excited about my guest Sam Rivera. Um, and Sam, listen, we have a call, so we're, I'm so stoked you're going to be here for the second hour because we got a lot to, we got a lot to get to. But let's go to the phone lines. Um, and uh, Don from New York City, you're on uh, KDKA. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So I just, I felt compelled to call in uh, when I heard it was Sam Rivera. I have had the pleasure and the honor of knowing Sam for about 26 years. Um, I was involved in the justice system when I was a young man coming up in New York City and eventually ended up incarcerated. And I came to the Fortune Society. And at that point, Sam was a counselor. Sam was my counselor. And so he taught me a lot. Even before he put a name to it, he taught me about intellect over emotion and just kind of looking at my impulses and, and putting like a bridge between what I felt like I wanted to do and what I actually did. And so that made like major differences in my life and, and how I looked at where I could be, not where I came from, but where I could be. And so um, his guidance, his support has been integral in all of my development. You know, I've gone you know, back to school, I've, I've gotten some degrees, I've raised a 22-year-old beautiful daughter, I've, you know, been an advocate for this particular community because I have that lived experience and I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I'll, I'll end my little tirade here by saying that, you know, it's for me really interesting that this show aired tonight because today I returned to the Fortune Society as their Associate Vice President of Development and Communications. And so I say that not to brag, but just to talk about the impact of having people like you were talking about earlier, helping you understand that, no, I don't need somebody to help me carry this log. I need somebody to help me figure out how to put it down. 
So oh, thank you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for calling. By the way, I mean, I think like that's it's so validating to hear, but I, I just I can feel that about Sam. Like his energy, I like, you know, I gotta have you on the show. I need people to hear. I need people I need more people to know about <laughs> Sam. Period. But let me ask you this. So when you you said something really powerful there, Don, I wanna kinda highlight about instead of focusing on where you were, you focus on where you can be. And that is a message I believe resonates with everyone. And I mean, people talk about visioning, and I just I think it's so important. I know for me, one of one of the biggest challenges I had when I returned to the community was attempting to kind of get back those years I had spent in prison. And so, part of you know my process was unlearning the belief that I could get back which that which was already gone but that I could plan and create and manifest something different with the time that lay ahead of me. I love that. So I just, I gave a speech recently where I started off my speech talking about if you've ever been lost and you have a navigation system in your car, you'll notice that if you take, make the wrong turn, your navigation system doesn't come on and say, man, what's wrong with you? Why'd you make that turn? Or I can't believe you're here. Instead, <laughs> instead our navigation says recalculating. We just start from where you are. Let's get to where you want to be. And that, to me, is a message that sounds like you gained from Sam. I, that's a, such a powerful, beautiful message. Recalculate. Absolutely. And, and I think the beautiful thing about our sustained relationship is in different segments. of Because for me, reentry was so much more than just returning home from prison. It was learning how to acclimate and, and navigate systems that I had, had I'd steered clear of in addiction because they were too daunting for me. It was about learning how to be a parent and, and watching Sam, you know, when we got to a different level in our relationship, parent his children. And so just having that type of relationship, that type of mentorship in your life, throughout your life, I think is just priceless. Oh, man. Thank you so much for calling, my man. That's really awesome. It's great to meet you. Take care. Thanks for doing this show. It's amazing. Thank you, Sam. All right, Thank man. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Sam, let's talk about that. That's going to feel good to be able to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm trying not to be emotional. Um, <laughs> you know, for for a long time, I did the work. I did my job. And um, I gave to people, I tried to give to people what the Fortune Society gave to me. Um, you know, people, and, and, and oftentimes people say, you meet people where they're at. And you, you know, these, these, these cliches, and they don't really live by them. It's just like the right thing to say. And, you know, when I, when I think of Donald, you know, the counselor, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, 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 it was so long ago I had hair. You know? <laughs> See, I feel and, you. Cause that's the other thing. We're similar, <laughs> both shaved heads. <laughs> exactly. And, and like to watch him grow like this, I've admired it from my, from where I sit. And I've never heard him talk like this about me. And so, you know, one of the things that happened to me when I started to appreciate myself, and it's, 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 it hasn't been a long time, was I went to um, a conference, and this woman was the, the keynote speaker. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know her. I was so excited for her, really, truly excited for her that she was the keynote speaker. And she was having dinner. We were at the same restaurant, and the folks with her were, you know, praising her, and she's amazing, and it was great. And I see her, and I wave hi, and she calls me over, and she tells them she's there, and she got there because of what I did for her. 
And what happened for me in that moment, I'm not saying this to get credit. I, I you know, what I want to share is what happened for me. What happened for me was I heard somebody say that I had a role in their life and now she's a keynote speaker and she was getting her master's degree. I had something to do with that. And I taught her all these things. She went on and said, taught me how to love myself. And I wasn't doing it for myself, Doc. Mm. At that time, I wasn't doing it for myself. So I'm watching this amazing woman who's come. I met her while she was in prison at Bedford, uh, Bedford Hills uh, Prison in New York State. And I see her at this place, and she's giving me all these kudos, and I don't love myself the way I don't know myself the way she's describing <laughs> who I am. Like Donald is on here saying things, and I'm sitting here like a there's this big tough guy crying, like, <laughs> wow. You know, like, wow, I, I must, something must be happening. And I take it more as, as, a, as a blessing, you know, and I love the fact that he said he's not bragging because I think it's important for those of us who've had, uh, lived, who have lived experience, who've had traumatic experiences. I mean, I was truly traumatized as a child. We could do that on another show. But, um, you know, I've had some, some serious traumatic experiences in my life. So when I share my accomplishments, when Donald shares his accomplishments, I think people should share their accomplishments because it's not about me. It's because I'm you. I just got here before you. Like, I'm you. You know, uh, I went from, from being in serious trouble at one point in my life and having my mother, who I love, 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 the most amazing woman on the planet, sit in court and watch her baby boy go through a process. And then years later... I'm talking to people as to why I was invited to the White House and I met President Obama, not because I want to brag about that I was in the White House, but because it's, it's, it's something, it's achievable. It's something you could, it's, it's there. You know, it, it, it's obtainable. You, those who have had traumatic experience or have been hurt or been in pain, can turn that around. We have the ability to turn it around. But that's so why I, I would never mom. say, but I would never say to either you or Don or say there would, there'd be no reason. So from my perspective, there'd be no reason even to make the assumption that that's bragging in any way. Instead, the energy right. that you talk with, the energy Don spoke with is empowering energy, is excited energy, is grateful energy. And I think it's a great blessing that we should be able to talk about life and say, Hey, this is awesome. I, this happened and I got to, I met somebody, you know, you're sending, I met somebody who did so well and she said that I was helpful for her and I told you we're similar and a guy reached out to me this week and told me he said I, that last week he said there was something subtle you said on the show but you mentioned that you said I just feel like I got to this information before you and I really do believe that I feel like I stumbled across this information and so I share it with people and if I happen to share it with them first it just means I stumbled upon it first but there are a million I'm things that they've right. stumbled upon first that they could share with me this conversation's flying. It's going to keep flying. Sam Rivera, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I like the excited, pumped-up music coming into the show because it's exciting to talk about our emotions and how we can handle them. It doesn't have to be the old way that you think. It can be a brand-new way, like take two tough biker looking guys and have this conversation about emotions <laughs> and it's it's true so joining me tonight sam rivera my guest um i'm, I'm loving every minute of this show i want to come back to something you said early on sam you, people are medicine yeah. 
And mm-hmm. I think a great mm-hmm. challenge for our listeners is to ask themselves, what kind of medicine are they? Like, I, I love you wow. use the description of what, um, is, are you medicine that helps people or it doesn't do anything? Is it medicine that hurts people? Wow. Like, what is it? And I, I always talk to people about, be mindful of your energy. Like, what are you bringing mm-hmm. to and leaving behind in every situation? Because we can't escape the fact that we're giving off energy always. So what oh, is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I, you know, so I'll say that I, I, I definitely want to acknowledge where and who I got that from. That's uh, Cliff Matias, who uh, does a lot of amazing work in the Native American community and just, just uh, you know, all around pretty solid guy. And it's, he's the one that enlightened me to that, that, that process, that way of thinking around medicine, right? Like, and it, and it, it is an indigenous thing where, where and, I, and I like the way you, you said it, where, you look at, like, what are you bringing? What are you bringing, you know, uh, I know when people talk about relationships, like, what are you bringing to the relationship? Or you go in the job interview, what do you bring to the job that's going to, right? But every day, what are you bringing? Like, how are you walking this earth, right? In, in, the, Native, in, in the Native American community, we call it the red road, right? Uh, Buddhism, they call it the way. Like, what are you bringing on a daily basis to, to this life that's limited, right? We know that there's a beginning and an end, and and what are you bringing to it, and how are you interacting with people? Uh, I'm, I drive in New York City every day. Road rage goes on all the time, and I was truly a participant for a long time, and I'm still working on it. I am not healed 100%. <laughs> but one of the things that started happening for me is when I, when, when I, if, I got, if a guy got me and he starts cursing me out and whatever, I, I, I did this thing where I would pull next to them and say, really? Like, what are we doing? Like, we're both trying to get to work, to work and get money to pay our bills and take care of our children. And what are we doing right now? Right. You know, sometimes they look at me. And if it's a man of color like myself, I would say, listen, we have bigger issues to worry about whether one of us cut the other one off. <laughs> this isn't, right? Because this situation isn't about the car cutting us off. It's other anger and other pain in our lives, right? Hey, in this, in, this, uh, um, in this group of guys I'm working with, they call it coming out sideways. Like anger comes out of you. It comes out sideways. You're giving it to someone else when it belongs somewhere else, right? And, and what I've taken from that is a little further, like not even have it be present, not allow it to exist, you know, not, not to, 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 to take it to a place where uh, it becomes dangerous. And so feeling it, that hurt my feelings, that made me feel this way, rather than making it anger and coming out of, and I'm going to say this while I'm grabbing my head, <laughs> coming out of the top of my head rather than my soul. Right, right. right? Then my gut, what my soul loves. I'm a loving man. There are probably people in this world who never saw that guy, and that's, that's unfortunate. But I'm a loving, kind man. And you know what? Most of us are. I, we we are. Really I, are. I agree. I agree right? with that. I say to people all the time, like, what is your deeper self what would your deeper self say in this situation? So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, even at my, so I definitely practice what what I teach around this stuff because it's it, there's it's one thing to just to be able to say stuff and say words. I think there are many. I, I set a line in my new. I have a new book called Walking Through Anger coming out. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually available to get now, but it comes out October 29th. But the, I said in a, a line in there, there there are many. The world has many gurus, but few masters. Gurus know their subjects, masters know themselves. 
man. I, 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 re- I really <laughs> I believe that. that. That's one of those lines that kind of came that. to me after a meditation. I'm like, yeah, I love that. And that's the relationship itself, right? It's really I, everything I do or anything I try to do, if I'm not in a good relationship with myself, how can I possibly be in a good relationship with anyone else? If I don't love myself, I can't love someone else. I don't even know what that's like. Right? right. Like I, I want to be able to have this relationship with self. When I talked earlier about witness consciousness. The ability to step away even in the moment, in the moment where you're in a meeting, let's say, and somebody says something or the conversation goes somewhere and you emotionally are ready to respond. If you have the opportunity to step back and look at yourself and say, you're about to say this, is this really what you want to say? Like, is this really what you want to communicate here? Think about it, right? And that's, and that's the way it goes, not only in meetings, but on a day-to-day basis when, when we're talking to people. You know, at Fortune, at the Fortune Society, when, when, you know, to see, if you read someone's chart, for instance, and you see all these things in their lives, if you just made them, created them from what's in their chart, that's going to be a pretty scary person. Yeah. It if you is. show up to one about yeah, right. If you show up to one about Thursday night meetings and I don't tell you who's who and the meeting's over and you go, Man, that guy Bear or that guy E or that woman, oh my God, what a beautiful, sweet soul. That's who you know. I don't need to show you their chart. Right. I want you to meet that person. Right? I, like, I firmly believe person. that. I fir- firmly believe I, that. I would have interns come yeah. up and watch what I did, and I would not say who does what and let them. Mm-hmm. And every time, and I'm not even exaggerating on every time, because I always talk about extreme language, but I'm saying every time the students would leave and they'd say, oh, my goodness, uh, that, that was not what I expected. I was like, what did you no. think you were going to come into? Like people just throwing <laughs> knives and everything. Like there's a bunch of men in this room well, who never had, learned, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> never learned how to handle people, their emotions. Yeah, we've had people come to Fortune and call their wife or husband in the middle of their visit and go, okay, everything's fine, no issue, everything's fine. You know, they, these people are nice. It's not what you thought. You know, I've had young people come work for us or interns or volunteers call their dad and go, okay, wow, this is not what you thought, dad. It's wonderful. In fact, they're walking me to the subway to make sure I'm safe. <laughs> the very people you were afraid of, which, you know, it's understandable. Right. Uh, the very people you were afraid of. You know, on a, on a Thursday night meeting, it's so interesting. I love this moment. I have these emotional moments where I'm driving home and I'll see groups of men and women from the program, walking guests, walking uh, visitors, back to the subway or to their cars and make sure they're safe. Like, it's just, there's a little payments, right? We have to make money that I got bills to pay. But those are paydays. When I, can, when I see that community build, you know, that, that community that's created, it, it's a beautiful experience. And when we first got, when we first purchased the, 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 the castle, the academy, in 1998, the community was not happy. They didn't want us there. You're bringing criminals. You're bringing all these people. You're going to hurt my children. We went from that to being welcome into the community, to the, the very community board that didn't want to stay, host their, hold their, their monthly meetings in the building. We're, we're a polling site. And every Halloween, we make the castle into a haunted mansion. 
and we see about a thousand kids every every Halloween. <laughs> I will. So, I, 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 my gosh, we have to talk. We have to talk more about that. Listen, from Sam Rivera, here's the quote: "There are payments and there are paydays." And now, for me, this is a payday for me to get to talk to you. There's going to be much more coming up. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. He's Sam Rivera. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. That's your weekly checkup from the neck up. And tonight, the checkup is happening with uh, Sam Rivera. We are, we're really getting into it. We got so much going on. Um, we've got some emails. We got some calls we want to get to. Um, listen, I'm telling you, it is, it's, it's a payday. Like you said, there's, there, there are payments and paydays to me, for me being able to be on the air with you is a payday for sure. So I want to highlight right. something. Since this is my sure. show, I get to bring this stuff in here. I'm super proud of my daughter. I just got to say this real quick. So she was in drama club for all of junior high. She was like the lead role in her drama and her musical in the spring. And then in high school, she starts high school. She's starting high school, you know, in, in a week or so. And she chose to pick up a new sport. So pick up a new thing. She's never done play tennis. And so she started day one with tennis today. And, uh, just she's my pride and joy she's phenomenal child she's the most kind human being you'll ever meet but just to know that she did that that's courage right there sam it's those little things where we don't often realize what people go through to think i'm gonna have courage i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna throw myself out there boy is that amazing well you know (laughs) anyone who knows you or listens to your show isn't surprised right you you're creating uh a space for her to for her to to have that courage, right? And for young, for young girls, for young women, that's that's a big deal, you know. I mean, men as well, but we know with women, you know, it's a it's it's a, it's another challenge. And I have a daughter. My daughter is my world. She's she's older than my twins. We won't say her age because then it makes me look really old. <laughs> but um, but um, our relationship and our ability, you know, to to have this relationship, this healthy uh, relationship, and you know, father daughter relationship is is hard to, to, to describe. It's so powerful. And so creating that environment where our daughters get to, to, to feel safe enough to go out there and try things and to have courage. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's about what you're, you're bringing to her life every day. So I, I, I'm glad that you get to, to celebrate it and put it on the radio. It's great. That's thank you. Cool. I, thank you. I, I appreciate you recognize that <laughs> because to me it is a yeah, celebration man. to see, when you see somebody right. do that, and uh, yeah, I kind of beam with her. She's just yeah. amazing. And you know, Dawn <laughs> and had we mentioned. Well, Dawn, I was gonna say, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say we don't celebrate those things enough, right? Like we just uh, our kids go to school and do what they're doing, and we're just kind of expecting them to do it. And I think it's important when we could stop and celebrate it and acknowledge it. And I, you know, this is you said it to me on the phone call. You said it on the radio. That's that's just going to take her experience and, 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 you know, who knows where it's going. And you, uh, you're you creating that environment, which is a blessing, man. Well, I, I appreciate it. And and Don had mentioned when he called in about how you helped him with just being able to teach him about parenting. And I think so many of our men and women who are incarcerated are away from parents and they're not able to um, really understand and learn some of the things that if you're able to be around for your children that you can give them. So we don't want to take anything for granted. That's why some sometime you and I are going to do a show where we're just talking, we'll focus just on parenting. 
I got you down I'm for about, I got you down for about eighty <laughs> topics. I'm just letting you know right now. But let's go. Let's go to the phone lines and uh, and uh, Nelson, you're on uh, emotional management. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm listening to my to to my mentor and a great friend, but also uh, my 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 associate vice president, and I listen to him constantly. I hear him at our Thursday night meetings because I am I do I am a staff member at the Fortune Society, um, and I have to watch what I say because he is a linguist and he'll make sure that I, he'll get me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, That's awesome. What I will say is that um, that not only not only is he a teacher, but he is an inspiration to other fathers, brothers, uncles. And, and and people who are who are also trying to get their life in order. Um, I worked with this man closely. I watch how he he um, impacts people's lives daily, and um, I, I see him do things that most people would not even consider in his position. Mm. And that's opening the door to people who who, who really need the help. Um, I think he's a very, very, he's very, very. Well, it's a testament very, that you would call in and, and talk about it. I think that's a testament yeah, I, to the energy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He has a lot of, uh, uh, of qualities that I don't think too many human beings possess at one time. I think that uh, certain people possess certain things at one time. I happen to be a person who's trying to, you know, get those qualities as I grow around him. Um, but just being able to have the mental peace when you come to work every day and speak to him or just have five minutes with him. In my case, I spend hours with him at times. I mean, he gets me in the office and he gives me every little advice or tool that I might need to, you know, further my career because, of course, you know, that's a person who has lived experience um, wants to get get all that he can, so that way he can move on in life. I love um, it, and, man. And Fortune and Fort, Fort Society actually provides that, but he is one of the the inspirations there. You know, along with the other people that are, are great also. But he he gives me so much insight, and I, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to have him as a, a mentor more than anything. Man, I really appreciate you calling in and uh, letting us know that. I think it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful when we have people that are mentors like that for us. Nelson, thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you, and thank you, Sam. I love you a lot. Love you too, brother. Um, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to sit here. You know, David Rothenberg makes fun of me when, you know, people give me uh, accolades and something. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to accept them. Um and uh, it could be because, again, I'm still working on my stuff, right? So, I, you know, hearing stuff about me, is, it's just an interesting experience. Well, you know, it's, um, it's, and it's, I will, a, it's hard. It is hard. I think it's hard sometimes when somebody yeah. tells you uh, those good things. And I think sometimes it's because it's, it is hard for us to even recognize that in ourselves. Um, because we almost feel that sense of, like, if we recognize it, we acknowledge it, is it stroking our ego and, yeah, and, and yeah. when you're on a journey to try to set that aside, that can come up and say, okay, well, am I really, 
am I am I feeding my ego if I accept this? I don't I don't think that mm-hmm. because I think it's a like it's easier for me to say that to the outside to say it to you, um, but I think it's more about just being in touch with that beautiful div- d- beautiful divinity that's within. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there are not enough words to say about it. The, the, the opening lines of the Tao Te Ching or the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. Whatever your that essence is, it's beyond description. So it, it's hard to find good words for it. Um, but I, but that, believe me, I know, I can feel it. I could feel. It. Listen, I could feel it when I walked into that place. I felt your energy and your and your leadership, and the impact you have, and to have people call in like that. So I want to highlight this real quick. Nelson talked about you have qualities that many people, many people would don't, don't have all at once. And and you and I talked about this earlier on the phone. Um, I say you we master what you we master what we practice. So if you practice every day being patient, if you practice every day being grateful, well that oozes through you, and you do that. You practice it every day, not just sometimes, not just when you're teaching someone else. But even when you talked about like road rage, like seeing people on the road and realizing, wait a minute, are we really doing this? Right, right, right. You know, and and it's it's you know just listening to you know two people I respect dearly talk about what I'm bringing to work every day. Um, you know, for me, it's just part of what I do. I will say quickly, and I want to definitely take a second to acknowledge my amazing team in Harlem, because it's not me. I'm, just, I'm a part of it, and I do. I am so truly, seriously, man. I don't say things I don't mean. I'm truly blessed with an amazing team. You know, and one of the things I wanted to say quickly to you, Doc, is, is, is something I said a long time ago, and it's so funny. It's coming up now. So I say I was tore up from the floor up, so I needed to check up from the neck up. <laughs> 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 I you love know? that. So we tell people you're coming in tore from the floor up, and we're gonna give you a checkup from the neck up, and and you should come out okay. A couple of oil changes and some tune-ups. Uh, I love you know. that. Tore up from the floor up, so I get to check up from tore the neck up. Tore up from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, really, it's 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 the ability to realize that that there's so much work to still be done. Um, to be present for people. Is a blessing, you know. Uh, it really is to to just be present, and sometimes it is time consuming, right? Like it's it pulls from you, but I I always walk away re-energized. So I I one of the things I have to work on a little better, and I'm saying this to you, so maybe you can help me, is to make sure that I refuel my battery and get get support for myself, because there are times where I'm like running on fumes. And and I may not see it myself. So. It, it is. It's a challenge. I think that's. A, I think that is a big challenge when you're driven by passion because you're not driven by checking in uh, on a clock. It's driven by passion. When you're driven by passion, it doesn't shut off. You don't. Oh, it's a weekend. I'm really not that passionate today. No, you're always passionate when you're passionate. <laughs> I like that. So I, I mean, like that. This is why this is such a payday to be talking to you because this is passion meeting passion. We got much. Oh, uh, yeah, we, got, we still got more coming your way. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. He's Sam Rivera. This is KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. It has been just a fascinating night to be able to have on on the whole show Sam Rivera with me tonight. Like This has been really 
It's been super energizing for me. I feel like I could take off and do some running right now, Sam. And I'm not. I don't. I don't normally work out. And I work out in the morning. I don't work out at night. But I feel like I could go running right now. I, I I've even been. I, I agree. I don't. But by the time I get home, I'm done. Shower, relax, and that's it. And I've been pacing back and forth, talking. It's almost. It's it's ten minutes to ten, and I feel like. I could be up for another few hours talking to you, man. It's been a blessing. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm a so blessing. I thank you. I'm listen. Thank you so much for doing this because uh, it's I can't I cannot say it enough. So I, I think I think our audience can feel it for sure. Um, let's talk about uh, how people can get a hold of you more about you know the the Fortune Society. Yes, let's yes, get well, some info the about Fortune that. Society. FortuneSociety.org. We're an organization. We have celebrating 52 years. David Rothenberg is our founder, one of my, oh, love that man dearly. Uh, it's in 1967, he had the courage to address a major issue in this, in this, in this world we live in. And he, he, he often says, in the 60s, a time where you didn't have to apologize for being nice or apologize for caring. Mm. And in some ways, I got to tell you, as much as we're dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, blatant hate and racism. I, I, I also stop and think that we're also building amazing communities and loving people, and, and I think exposing where people are is okay because then I get to know who you are, <laughs> you know, and, and in some ways it's the 60s again, in some ways. I mean, there's love in the air. You know. There is. So my dad uh, taught me something when I was young. He took me to um, an, a planetarium and was showing me a pendulum and talked about how the pendulum moves back and forth. And he said, you know, that happens in society too. the pendulum moves back and forth from this to that. And that'll happen that way in life. I was a really little kid when he taught me that lesson, but I remembered that lesson uh, to this day. I know in, in Jungian terms, it's called in antiadromia, where we go from one extreme to the other. But what it really is, is there, there, I think people are so want to react so much to one extreme that they jump to the other extreme. And the lesson that you taught tonight about don't participate is so immediately relevant to everyone listening because we can all be mindful to not jump and be reactive all the other, uh, the other extreme. Um, right. we, we, we had a couple tragedies happen this, this past uh, week with uh, shootings. It's just been a really difficult tragic time for some people and what happens is what i i try to say is that anger is never going to be overcome I, I love the buddha's teaching that anger will never be overcome with anger but by love alone and if you jump on social media and you start screaming angry hateful opinions at people who are hateful you're just adding to that content exactly. and so it's worth it stepping exactly. back doing your i over e intellect over emotion and asking what kind of medicine you are you see how I'm tying this yeah, all in, I, Sam. <laughs> I love it. I love it. One of the things I want to say quickly is around the participant thing. And if you choose to participate, own it. Right? Like, mm. like people treat you the way you allow them to treat you. Mm. All right? So I have a few friends in bad relationships who say, he does this to me or she does that to me. And then I'll say, well, could she do that? Like my sister. My sister's tough. And I use her as an example often with women. I'm like, what, what if that guy did that to Gina, my sister Gina? Oh, no, he could never do that. <laughs> why, could he, why, is he, why is it okay to, for him to do it to you? Why? Mm. You're accepting it? Why? Let, let's work on that stuff. Let's work through that, through that pain. You know, one of the things that I realized um, early on in relationships, that I have vicarious trauma 
you know, my mother at one point was abused, you know, uh, at one, and then, and for me, that was my mother's experience. Mm. But I had vicarious trauma because I was her oldest son. I was the oldest child watching this happen with the inability to do something. Mm. You don't think that affected my life? Yes. When I learned about it, it made me healthier. Yes. So I say to people, be open, be vulnerable. vulnerable. Vulnerability is some really, really amazing courage. And if you don't participate or you have the option to participate, but if you do, own it. And that's the biggest thing I got from mindfulness is, is I'm a witness, right? a witness conscious. I'm a witness to what I'm doing. And if I choose to do it, then I own the fact that I chose to do it. And yeah. then I can work through that on my own. I'm telling you, it's been a you payday. Know? It's been a payday and an honor to have you on this show. <laughs> Sam, you're coming back on. I'm just telling you now. I'm ready, man. I'm ready, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. FortuneSociety.org is where you're you, going to find him. Um, and we're going to hear it. We'll, we'll definitely have Sam back on. Every week you can tune in to Emotional Management um, right here on KDKA Radio. Our goal is to try to help you in the most effective way, get to understanding why you do some of the things that you do. And as always, I wish you much peace. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Emotional Management on KDK Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.